Hi, everybody. When the pandemic hit, Robert Thomas turned his nightclub into, wait for it, a grocery store. Today, we are re-airing one of my favorite episodes from February. And at the end, we're going to have an update. It is Wednesday, January 11th, 2023. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. All right, Robert, could we start by just having you describe what I would see if I walked into District Market Greengrocer? What does it look like? It looks like an upgraded Starbucks with fruit and vegetables, (laughs) to be honest with you. That's what it looks like. Okay, so it's not giant. No, it's not. The bottom part, I want to say, is about uh, close to 1,800 square feet. Mm -hmm. But when you walk in, it's like a homely feel, Uh welcoming feeling. You know, um, I have a lot of earth tones there, like the floor is cranberry colored. You know, it's just a good vibe. People walk in, I have a big juice bar. You can sit down and talk and hang out, take herbal shots and juice and things of that nature. You will feel a good feeling when you walk in. Oh, I can't wait to see this. (laughs) So the thing I can't get over is that you used to run a club there, right? Yes, I I used to run a club there dealing with drunk people. (laughs) (laughs) And you had big acts. You had like Megan the the Stallion coming through. Megan the Stallion, Moneybag, Moneybag, yo. Uh They came together even one time when they were in a a relationship at that time. (laughs) And uh, yeah, they were. They were. They came in there together. Okay. Yes, I had nice acts there. Even a lot of big local rappers came, like Slim Thug. Okay. Yeah, I was a club owner. <laughs> yes. So what on earth possessed you to go from like hot girl summer to hot pockets? I mean, grocery stores are not the thing I would think of there. Did you have like some aha moment? Yes, it was like a an explosion went on. Uh-huh. You know, because first they shut me down. Oh. The pandemic shut me down. Oh. One day I was running the club. I remember it was probably a Saturday and things were looking thin. You know, as far as the crowd that would normally show up, I'm like, oh man, it's, you know, at that time, everybody's like, it's a, China, a virus coming from China that's messing up things. So I'm like, oh my God, you mean, you're serious? So the, the crowd thins out. Later on through social media, I began to find out that the clubs were shut down, that we were non-essential. Uh-huh. So that whole thing there triggered this, you know, especially the shutting down. And then to top it off, you telling me, I'm non-essential. That really drove home for me. You know, like, it's so confusing. What do you mean? Like, I'm non-essential. I don't count. Like, I can't go provide for myself anymore. So it triggers all of these things for me. And you wanted to be essential? I wanted to be essential. I didn't want to stay in the house. I want to go out and make a living, you know, do something for myself, you know? So I'm reduced to unemployment. I'm not making any money. My resources is running down. My son, he's looking at me like, you know, everybody's looking like, what are you going to do with this building? You own the building or are you renting it? No, I rent it. Okay. Landlords, reasonable. He understood. He's affected by it. Yeah. They are affected by it. Everybody is. And he didn't have tons of people beating down the door to open a club at the time. So, yeah. No, he did not. Not only that, they shut, I have a barbershop next to me. They were shut down. Oh. The, like the whole complex almost was shut down. Oh, the only man. guy that really navigated through it was the laundromat. So what did you do then? I decided, okay, here we go. Yeah. So yeah. people are calling me, 
you know, asking me what I'm going to do. This one guy's name is Rocky. He calls me. He says, he, um, you know, I have a farm now. He opens a farm. Whoa. And uh, it's overseas in Jamaica. Uh-huh. And he's telling me, you need to get into this. And I'm like, okay, you know, well, food is good, you know, but I'm not really a pitchfork farming type of guy. You know? <laughs> Wait, he was telling <laughs> you, like, you need to go be a farmer. You need to be a farmer. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to brush him off because he's trying to help me. Right, right. You know, he was trying to be encouraging, give me yeah. different ideas, things to brainstorm with. and th- You know, so I'll take it and put it in as a seed in my mind. Right. I uh, noticed that there's a problem getting into the supermarkets. You have to stand in line. That sucked, you know? Right, during the pandemic. Yes. So I go to pop-up shops slash farmer markets that they were doing through the city. They have good products. You can get produce, eggs, different things of that nature. And I said to myself, these are good products here. You know, they were black-owned uh, pop-up shops. So I'm saying to myself, why, um, when you go to the supermarket, don't you see any of these wonderful products? Yeah. They only have, like, maybe... Out of the whole brick and mortar style store, you might get one corner of a shelf that have black products. So I said to myself, I wonder if I create a platform, my, uh, a store, brick and mortar store that's a platform for black vendors or vendors that have a hard time getting their products into these big block stores. Uh-huh. I'm like, man, yeah, I bet I can do it. You know what I'm saying? It's to myself. You know, I'm talking to myself. I even go on Instagram. I mean, if you go on my page, you can see when the light bulb went on. <laughs> it was such a light bulb. I put the recorder there to record myself. So then what? I said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to launch the campaign to sell this before I do it. Yeah. So I'm out with my flyers. I'm going to pop-up shops, farmer markets, let them know I'm going to create a place for you guys to put your products. And they're like, oh, come on. Are you serious? I'm like, yes. Okay, well, when are you going to do? When are you going to start? I'm like, uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it's coming. Like a market, like a farmer's market where people sort of rent a space and put their products in? or Sort of like that. Sort of like that. Uh-huh. I don't have a design for the building yet. The building still looks like a club. Yeah. So I get my friend of mine. He gets a chainsaw. Yeah. It goes through the building, cutting the sections out of the wall. <laughs> yeah, we get a chainsaw. You know, I don't. But you know, my money is low. You're not fooling around. This is not happening. You're not going to be a club again. I'm not going to be a club anymore. You know, so I have two levels. Uh-huh. I have a downstairs and an upstairs. So I figured just gut out downstairs. Yeah, and uh, we cut up everything, and I got wood everywhere. Yeah. Did you keep the bar? Is that the juice bar now, or did you build that from scratch? There you All go. Right. That's that's the juice bar. Very good. That's the yeah. That's the one thing I did keep is the juice bar. Uh-huh. And upstairs actually still looks like a uh, a club. Okay. I have to get a chainsaw again upstairs. <laughs> 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 so we're in there. My son and his friends they come and they clear everything out, and now I have an empty shell again. Yeah. So. I get a friend of mine, he builds out everything in there, and uh-huh. we have a store. I get the shelves from Ikea. We get some wood and make some shelves. The way it works is it's not exactly a farmer market. I do rent shelf space like a farmer market would, but you drop your products off and you leave them there. Okay. Like So it doesn't look like a pop-up shop. You right. know, I, don't, I want the customers to have their own experience by going through the store and picking products instead of someone saying, hey, come here. Look at what I have. Right. You know, so I wanted to, it, I wanted it to feel like a real actual grocery store. Oh, wow. Because I have a proprietary system where 
they can um, monitor their sales and their products and their inventory without even talking to me. That sounds pretty high tech. Yes, yes, yes. They, they It's coming along. It's coming along. It's coming along. Yes. Yeah. So what kind of vendors and products do you have in there? I can show you some, actually, if you would like to see. Yeah, you got them right there? You can, I got them right here. All right. You're going to have to describe these because people are listening. They can't see them. All right. So what do you got? This is Jamaica Spice, all-purpose seasoning. Oh. Local guy in Houston. He's actually a gourmet chef, Chef Ali. Uh-huh. He stocks his products here. Very good. Has a good buzz throughout the city. Uh-huh. Very good. You can put this on anything. Uh-huh. Except if you're a vegan. It does have a, a touch of chicken stock. It says reggae blend. That's wonderful seasoning. Yes. This is his jerk seasoning. That sounds good. You put it on your fi- fish, chicken, or anything. Oh, okay. Any meat. Yeah. And put it on the grill or in the oven. Or you can fry it or whatever, but jerk okay. goes good on the grill. Oh, and that is Spice Jamaica, like the other one. Yeah. Spice Jamaica is the name of the company. Yeah. We have Arousing Aroma Candles. Oh, seduction. Seduction, yes. That is an, that's a pretty sexy Scented yes. soy candle. <laughs> yeah, yes, soy candle. Yes, made of essential oils. Okay, and that's made by Arousing Aroma is the name of the company. Okay. We have a Seamoss shower gel. Oh. I'm sure, if you can see that good. Yeah. Made by Maze Essential. Oh. Yes, she um uh-huh. makes a shower gel out of Seamoss. Seamoss is very high in vitamins and minerals. You can't get any higher source of vitamins and minerals than sea moss. It comes right out of the ocean. Yeah. We have this uh, Healthy Hair Butter by Healthy Hair. I actually use it on my beard. Oh, so very moisturizing. Yes, I use this myself. And these are not things I'm going to get at Walmart or Target. No. Or even Whole Foods. No way. Yeah. These are all made with love. They're making it themselves by hand. Yeah. But as you can see, a lot of these businesses are at the beginning of what they're doing. Yeah. They're learning, they're learning the, right. how to have legible. Right. Um, how to do your branding. People have to be able to read the brand name. <laughs> that, right. And I help them with that. Yeah. None of them uh-huh. has had their products on a shelf before. Right. They, no, they normally have them at a pop-up shop where they can hold it in their hand and talk to you about it. Right. So I'm teaching them, if you're not there, your label has to do that. Oh, yeah. And you can tell them how people respond in the store. I could tell them how people are responding in the store, which they'll never get a chance to see that. Yeah. To put your products in HEB or anything like that, they want to look down your throat before you can eat. they even consider you. Right. Very difficult challenge to have a product. Yeah, this is interesting. But those are just some of the things that we have there. We do have food as well, a whole vegan section. Uh-huh. We have an array of products. We even have hats. And head wraps. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So how are shoppers responding? Are you seeing more and more people? How long have you been open and how? Two months. And has it picked up? Two months. And how? Yes. How have people responded in two months? Foot traffic is definitely picking up, Uh especially on the weekends. Uh The response is overwhelming. Uh They come in the store. Who is this guy? Robert Thomas. And I say, that's me. What did I do? And, you know, some of them ask to give me a hug or uh-huh. shake my hand or take a picture. Right. Um, you know, they really appreciate the, the, the service I am to the community. Oh. Um, I get people that want to pray for me. They come in here. I get calls of encouragement. Yeah. This is 
the most overwhelming situation, if it is a situation, but it's the it's very overwhelming for me what I'm what I'm faced with uh, doing what I'm doing. It's such a feeling of uh, yeah. like I'm doing something for someone, and that to me that's one of the best feelings that you can have, knowing that you can actually have the power to help people. And you're still growing, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. We're gonna every week. We try to add on. This will be the first week since we've been open that I'm not gonna get to add on because I'm out here in LA. I want to talk about the thing that's happening today because, like, at first I thought, "Oh my goodness, what a great model for all of Houston this guy is." Right. And now I think you are becoming even more of that just inside of two weeks. So, tell us what it is that has brought you to LA this morning. It's brought me to LA is that I'm going to be on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Oh my God. Just the sound of that. Do you hear how that sounds? <laughs> wow. Wow. Like, they want to put me on the Ellen DeGeneres show for something I thought of. Yeah. Really, just to try to save my business yeah. and help the community. That's all. I mean, I guess I don't want to say that's all I was doing. That is a good thing to do, but that's really all I was doing. Trying to. Save myself and others around me that could be going through the same thing. Yeah. You know, the vendors, they, oh my God, the vendors are like hugging me and like, we appreciate, we making money because of you. Right. But to be out here in LA for that is, I still can't believe it. Yeah. D -d 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 you know, like to walk, I'm not even nervous or anything. I'm like in disbelief. <laughs> like, no way they're going to put me on the Ellen show. I'm still sitting like, man, is it really going to happen? They really gonna put me on the Ellen show? Maybe something to come up. Or, but I'm out here. My son and I. My son. Yeah. He's in the room with me here, and we're waiting. My girlfriend. She's in the room with her daughter. The next room over. Uh huh. We are excited. Oh, it's so great. This is amazing. The whole world is gonna see what we're doing over here in Houston. And then next week you're gonna be back behind the cash register, so we can see you there. But yeah, yes. Yeah. So I'd <laughs> love to be in there. I'm love. I'm there every day, even when we're not open. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm there. I'm always there. Robert, I got to get out there and see it. So I can't wait. Yes, you really should. When I, at your convenience, that is, you could come out. I'll make you a juice, a, a vegetable juice. It'll be good for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. And good luck on the Ellen Show. Yes, thank you. Thank you as well. That was Robert Thomas from District Market Greengrocer. To get an update, I called Thomas and I reached him at the store. He says that he's planning an expansion to Third Ward and is raising money right now from small shareholders. If you're interested in getting in on it, he says to look up his contact info on his website. That is districtmarkergreengrocer.com. Now, I am here with Carlyon Jones. Carly, what is going on in the Houston news today? Hey, Lisa. I got something for all the book lovers out there. Today's city council will be considering canceling all past due fines and eliminating future fees for all users of the Houston Public Library. This will be an effort to encourage more Houstonians to borrow books and also an attempt to remove barriers from low-income citizens. With the way the system currently works, customers are allowed to keep books for up to three weeks, with the option of extending their time for an additional three weeks. After that, if the books fail to be returned, adults are charged 20 cents per day, and children are charged 10 cents per day, until the book caps out at $10 per book. Houston currently has more than 40 library locations and plenty of great books to stick your nose in. So fingers crossed that they'll get this one passed. 
That is it for our show today. Follow us on social media. We are at CityCast Houston. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk with you then. And most of my clientele are matured, like they're 65, 55, 75. Oh, wow. Yes, they come and cheering for me. Some of them come in here and go, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm talking about, man. Yeah. I'm like, wow, okay, all right, yeah, whatever you feel, come on.